This is a Ben Frank Connection presentation. What is up? What's we are happening? live. It is another brand new episode Welcome of the back, Opinion people. City Podcast. I yes. am your host, the captain, alongside my illustrious co-host, a loyal peasant Parmesan. Parmesan. Yes. What's going on, yes. buddy? How are you? What's going? I'm doing great. We have a huge guest on today. This is yeah. This let is me probably one of our so, bigger guests that we've had on the show. Is, yeah. And. Again, we've talked about this before, but when we first started this podcast, you know, there were a list of names that that we had to eventually get on the show. And this guy was right there up at the top. Uh, He is a just uh, a tremendous person in the world of professional wrestling. 100 percent. He is a a two time former former WWF Hall of Famer. (laughs) And he recently uh, became. Uh, not only not we, we were going to call him self-proclaimed, but it's not, not self-proclaimed anymore. It is, uh, listen, I I live close to the Lehigh Valley, so I can tell you it is officially proclaimed throughout the the Lehigh Valley. He is the king <laughs> of the Lehigh Valley. Sean, who is it? Sydney Bacabella. Oh yeah. Hey, what's going on? on? What's going we're on? on? We're here. Yeah, you're, you're, you're on the interweb. <laughs> Testing, testing, testing. We're here. We're live. There we Hello. go. I'm on. I'm on. I'm <laughs> looking over here. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Can, can, can you right, see us? All right. I can see you. I can awesome. see you. I can see the captain. I can see Tennille. I, can, I yes. see it all. <laughs> there we go. There so we let's go. Just go down real quick. Because last week you faced Big Dan Champion in an unsanctioned <laughs> Southside street fight. And you got to tell us. Oof. How did you manage to pull off such a huge win against someone like Big Dan? Well, I the night before, I took some steroids. <laughs> I had three women of the night yep. come to my hotel, come to my Motel 6, uh, partied all night. I woke up, I ate country fried steak, and I said, all right, I got a plan. And uh, the, the plan worked unsanctioned street fight i'm a 69 year old man they put me in a damn unsanctioned street fight unsanctioned uh, i don't know unsanctioned who sanctions an unsanctioned match i didn't even have to show up i would have still got paid <laughs> wow where where was the where was the lehigh valley association on senior citizens i know seriously, seriously they don't care that's not they right. don't they care there's ageism that goes on there there's yeah. there's so much right. there's so many issues right so many issues right and mm-hmm. they just abuse me they don't like me because i'm old they don't like me because i don't wear skinny jeans they don't like me because mm. i shower like <laughs> uh, there's so much that they don't like about me and they Listen. come they throw garbage they're, they're pieces of it's, crap it, all is, terrible. it is a terrible it is a horrible place and you know anytime a clean cut you know, elderly gentleman makes the travel there. Uh, you know, to proclaim himself the king. They just, they don't, they don't like it at all. It's not, it's, it's not copacetic. No, they don't like it. 
they've never seen anyone with my credit right. status. They've never seen anyone, yeah. uh, you know, uh, my debt to income ratio so low. I right. mean, they've never right. seen it. They don't know how to react. They're just, uh, they're just over there uh, throwing fits. They, they don't know. Right. Listen, you, you have, you have all your teeth. You drive yeah. your own car. Yeah. Uh, you know. That's right. You've, you know, you've, you've, it's, it, you're just a mystery to them. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. You know, it, and they're so used to getting scammed by Scam Champion. So Dan right. Champion, the only guy that runs a charity to buy a dryer for the homeless people. They don't even have a house. How are they going to hook up a dryer? I've been saying it, that the guy's just scamming people, and they just keep throwing their money, throwing their money at Dan, throwing their money at the alcohol and everything. Else. I'm like, no, give me the money. I'll take the money and spend it. I'll gamble it. At least we have a chance of winning more money. So let's talk about that for a second. You know, we've heard Big Dan's side of the story on this episode, all the way back episode 18, between you two and your history. We want to be fair here on Opinion City Podcast. Mm-hmm. So why don't you give us your side of the story and tell us your history between you and Big Dan. Dan was a loser when I first met him. Dan had no friends. Dan had no women. Dan had no money. And I'm like, you know, you're a big guy. I can help you out. And, uh, you know, I help him out. I give him the rub, the sprinkle some Bacabella dust on him. Boom, Dan's a star. Then Dan starts thinking for himself, which is stupid because Dan's brain, science has shown that Dan Champion's brain is actually 18% smaller than an infant's brain. So he can't think, he can't. And he starts doing these charities and, you know, a man of the people and everything else. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally... He kept losing. The guy couldn't win a match uh, to save his life. Every Mm. time he's out there, he loses. Finally, he gets mad at me, punches an innocent man in the face, and, you know, I have to get revenge. I had to beat him in a street fight. I did. I pinned him. You pinned him. One, two, three. Blood and all. (laughs) You could have thrown it to 70. Yeah, well, I I just want to point out this is not a science podcast, but we are – Giving you some valuable educational information. Valuable about science. science. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. It should the the S in S Bacabella should stand for scientific <laughs> Bacabella. There you go. Yes. There you go. Yes. I <laughs> I am huge into Slovakian science research. So mm-hmm. they do all of these tests that nobody mainstream media will not cover Slovakian science. I don't know why. Uh, but they run tests on wrestlers like Dan Champion. They they mm-hmm. steal his socks out of the out of his gear oh, bag, and they oh, no. run these tests, and they can see everything. And uh, I follow the science. I follow right. the science. Right. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. So this what what yeah. we're gonna do is is we're gonna we're gonna cut this into a nice little clip here, and we're gonna contact the Slovakian Scientific Research Center, <laughs> and, and we're gonna we're gonna make the push to get that science more widely respected. There in you the go. United States. That's more reachable. Right. It's important. That's reachable. right. I do have they, a theory about Dan Champion, though. I think I know how he gets all these people to follow him. It's the tie dye shirt. He gets all the hippies. Yeah, that's oh, what it is. There you that's go. Yes, there I, you go. I I, I yep. pegged they him can't right afford. away. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yep. They can't that's afford what... a newspaper. Every that's... every Dan Champion fan smells like patchouli oil. Oh and God, you know. Oh, oh no. my God, you oh, get no. a whiff of that. It's disgusting. <clears throat> I walk into the Socols 
and it smells like patchouli and vegan food. And oh, let me no. tell you about the vegans. Let me <laughs> okay. tell you about the vegans. Here it comes. The vegans. About to get canceled. This is where we get canceled. <laughs> I'm not a racist. I am I not a racist. I, I know you, and I believe that. <laughs> right. I hate the vegans as a people. They uh, we're they're eating kayfabe meat. They eat kayfabe meat. Like, uh, oh, it's not really a burger. It's beets and soybeans. Plant-based, yeah. Right, They're just a disgusting... They're not sending their best vegans. We need to build a a wall around the vegans and just keep the vegans (laughs) in one... Keep the vegans in Hoboken, New Jersey, and let them all live there. Well, yeah, shout out Jersey. Listen, leave Jersey alone. No, 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 no. You haven't been to Hoboken? I have. You've been to Hoboken? You know how big of a dump that place is. I'll tell you you exactly whose fault this is. It's The Office. Because The Office romanticized beets. They should all have to live on on an eight-acre beet farm. You're right. And that was in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, yeah Scranton. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to open the beat farm in Hoboken, and we'll just... Send them all there. Right. The Hoboken Beet Farm. There we go. <laughs> yep. it's a, it, it'll be like a retirement home for vegans. Sign it. The Hoboken Sign it. Book it. It's an I want that on a t-shirt now. Yeah, the Hoboken Beet exactly. Farm. Hoboken Beet Hoboken Farm, a retirement home for vegans. You know what? Yeah. I will, I will get that shirt. shirt. I will get That's that shirt. That's going to be an exclusive yep. shirt. And I will, I, will, I will bring you one to an LVAC show because I know you'll appreciate that. Done. Her, I definitely will. I, is, man, I, and they cook right near my merch table. And if you've ever been to do. an event that I'm at, you mm-hmm. know that my merch table is the main event of the show. There right. is something going on. It's a big deal because yeah. I don't know. Huge my, deal. My, I got to come home with my, a lot of money. So right. they set up the vegan food right next to my table. <sighs> and I look mm-hmm. at it and I'm like a vegan donut. I, I don't know. That, that just sounds <laughs> stupid. Like, how can you have a vegan donut? Or I, I think it's, I think it's made a... of nuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's made, it's made of nuts. There you go. It's, it's I won't eat dirt it. And, <laughs> dirt and nuts and sawdust and wood chippings and yep. yeah, if all they, that stuff. If these yeah. people want to eat nuts, they could pay an extra $10 and I'll pull my pants down at the merch table. Oh, I've done it before. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I want nothing to do with oh, the vegans well, well, and the folks, people. It's, it's been a good run. It's been a great show. Uh, we, yeah, we I, oh, 35 episodes in 11 minutes. And we're done. We're, we're I'm the guy you we're wanted. In. I'm the one you wanted. I'm getting That's it right. shut down. Uh, we're, we're 11 minutes and 10 seconds in, and this might already be our greatest podcast yet. Exactly. Of course, the probably last, ah, but, ooh, ah, ah, he's giving yeah, me the get, Iggy. Get, Get the hook. <laughs> Get the... Oh boy! All right, All right let's um, let's reel it back in a little bit, yeah, shall let's, we? Let's... So, uh, oh, why don't you tell here. us a little bit about your journey into the wrestling world and how did it all start for you? Yeah, it was uh, selling popcorn at the Sportatorium for Ed McLemore. My mother was a rat for Ed McLemore, okay. and uh, he could be my dad. I don't know, but um, you know, selling popcorn and then. Just getting around the territories, you know. We uh, mm-hmm. we I spent a lot of time working for Vern Gagne. Um, okay. Got got fired from Vern a couple of times. One time, mm-hmm. Eddie Sharkey and I shot up Vern Gagne's office in St. Paul. Oh uh, Jesus! You know, we just we walked in. We hated the payoffs, 
from the St. Paul Armory. So we walked in and just shot it all up. But, um, you know, went and worked for Vince Jr., went and worked everywhere. And then about, uh, I would say about 12 years ago, I get a call from this guy running a Chikara territory. Mm. And he wanted to bring me in. I go to the Chikara. And all these new fans got to know the old timer at that point. And, uh, you know, I... Everyone else from the Jakarta territory is gone now, other than a few of them uh, that are working for Crockett on TV now. Um, I'm I'm the only one still working the Indies, though. Right. Everyone mm-hmm. else is gone. They're they're done for. Mm-hmm. And and listen, you know, Jakarta owes you a great debt because a lot. If, yeah. Well, well, here's yeah. the they thing. Owe me eight thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, there well, you go. <laughs> this is this is one. This is one thing that I'm sure most people don't realize, but when that building was in trouble the most, you were there for them. When they had mm-hmm. no toilet paper, you started mm-hmm. a toilet paper drive, and you That's got that right. building back in shape. That's right. That's right. That's right, mm-hmm. because I understand the importance of two-ply. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. When they made me the director of fun, it was the great, the houses went up, everyone was sure. happy, the wrestlers, Hulk Hogan, called us up and said he wanted to come in and work for $75. Unfortunately, Mike's maximum budget was 50 and we couldn't uh, we couldn't, couldn't agree couldn't on an it. extra $25 to bring nope. in the top draw. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't budge. Wouldn't do it. Listen, nope. I, I, I heard a wild rumor that uh, Ed Leslie called there and wanted $51, and Mike said no. <laughs> he would, Mike, 50 bucks, Mike man. That's so, it. Mike was so cheap, he squeaks when he walks. Oh, and, my God. You know, so tight with the money. And, uh, you know, we, we couldn't do it. There were times that Antonio Inoki flew himself in on his own dime, and he mm-hmm. said, I just need 60 And Mike's like, 50's the max? Yeah, that's it's it. It's just yeah, $50. It. Yeah. Yep, he bucks. wouldn't do it. He wouldn't yeah. do it. I was yeah. the only guy he paid more than $50. And uh, that was a fight. And if you notice, I used to come and go from Chikara a lot. So there were a lot of times that Mike didn't want to give me the, the money I wanted. Right. Sure. Right. Well, you, you, you proved your worth. I, I, I heard the only thing that he ever spent money on in that entire building was the Max Moon portrait. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Man. He loved that Max Moon portrait more than he loved Razorhawk. If the building was on fire, that's a, that's a lot. Let's say, let's say the Wrestle Factory was on fire, and oh, Mike Quackenbush either had to save the Max Moon picture or Razorhawk. I'm telling you right now, that Max Moon picture would have been hugged by Mike and in his car, oh, no. and Razor Hawk would be dead. I'm <laughs> telling you. Wow. I, not for nothing, I'd do the same thing, though, because Razor Hawk's a piece of garbage. So. Oh, boy. Oh, oh no. So are there, are there any of your other of our other guests that we've had that you'd like I, to run down? Because that's that's two right there. That's two. Well, oh, my God. I know there's one that he won't run down, and that's uh, a very good professional wrestler. He's oh yes, one of the one of the greatest guys I've ever managed. I'll never mm-hmm. say a bad word other than he quit, um, because well, I know that that guy can wrestle until he's sixty. Oh, he absolutely, just doesn't for want sure. It. He just doesn't want to, for sure. And um, you know, I love the fact though that he did this big retirement tour. It was a big deal, and then one phone call to him. I'm like, hey, yeah, one, one phone call, and, one call. Yeah, you want to do, do something? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. Steals tax. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's like, you want to? I'm like, you want to do something? He's like, yep, let's go. Yep. And that was it. And I'm like, I it. got this kid Channing Thomas. Um, I think it would be amazing if I had you with Channing. It's the last guy I managed and the guy I manage now. Right. I think it would be right. awesome. He's like, let's do it. I love Channing Thomas. So he wanted to do it. Perfect. Well, not for nothing, but the wife and I were in Philly a couple of weeks ago and I stopped by the old wrestle factory there and I, I knocked on the door <clears> and <throat> guy answers the door and I said, uh, hey, is, uh, is, my, is Mike Quackenbush in there? And they're like, never heard of the guy. I said, really? I said, Sydney Bacabella? They're like, oh, come on in, sit down, let's talk. <laughs> nice. Three oh, hours nice. we talked. We told one, Sydney Bacabella one stories. Name, Three hours. One name is all you need yep. to say. Three That's hours. It. And, That's it. and I'll tell you what, of all the things... The legs were still uh, on the porch across the street. The upside there down legs. <laughs> there we, yeah. Still there you there. go. So, very something very similar happened to a group of Chikara people that went to Chicago. So, there was a Chikara show. I wasn't on that weekend for some reason, mm -hmm. but a few of them got an Airbnb, and they get there on the wall is an autographed picture of me now nice. there is no nice. connection whatsoever <laughs> yeah. to um that the the airbnb host knew that these were wrestlers <laughs> like there was nothing they get there and there's a picture of me on the wall that's and amazing they send me the picture and i'm like that's kind of awesome so then <laughs> they get they get to their uber and i guess they're talking with the uber driver and they mentioned wrestling and they're like, you know, the Uber driver's like, I used to go to wrestling all the time. There was the guy, uh, Sidney Bacabella, that was always at the Berwyn Eagles Club. He was my favorite. And I, they're texting me as all this is going on. I'm like, I swear to God, I didn't pay any of these people. That is not my cousin. That's Edmund. amazing. Like, yeah. I yeah. love it, that. And they were just so weirded out that I had this reach of places that you know right. they never went they've never been yeah. to i'm like right i've done some things kids i've done some <laughs> i've done a few things in my, so in, I, in yeah. my career i, I guess yeah. the moral yeah. of this story is that if you want a five-star review on your airbnb you better hang an autographed picture of exactly Sydney Bacabella on the wall. right that's right that, you know what <laughs> every house they should have me hanging next to their cross or picture of Jesus. Like, right. It's like, it's like yeah. Memphis with Sputnik Monroe. There was the picture of Jesus in the kitchen and then the picture of Sputnik Monroe right yep. next to him. Like, that's how it should be. <laughs> Absolutely. Right on the money. <laughs> yep. Yes. All right. So, um, bringing it bringing it back to your to your wrestling career here um so what what really kind of motivated you to want to be a, a part of this whole professional wrestling world i love it um more than anything, i grew up watching it this is all i ever wanted to do but mm -hmm. i i never i never want i never wanted to be a wrestler like i looked at my parents and i'm like yeah i don't have those genetics so <laughs> let me figure out what i can do and um right Right. You know, I I knew that I wanted to be a manager, but I wanted to be a bumping manager because right. a lot of managers are just friends of a promoter and they go mm -hmm. out there and they they do the same shtick. It's always, oh, let me get the cheap heat. Let me do this. And I'm like, no, I want to be a manager that when the payoff happens, right, the crowd is going to be there for it. Like they mm -hmm they know they're going to get something and then 
you know, over time, it's just sort of snowballed into now we want to see what Sydney's going to do. Yep. And we want to see the payoff. Like, every mm-hmm. time now, I have to go out there and do mm. something different. But yep. I always just, I just always wanted to do it. It's what I grew up on, um, just around the business all the time. I absolutely loved it. And knowing that I could make a living doing pro wrestling, it's mm-hmm. kind of awesome. So, yeah, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm all about it. I mean, as a manager, you have to, you know, be able to talk. And Dave Meltzer said that you were one of the best promo guys anywhere. Anywhere. So where did you learn and how did you learn to hone in on, on that craft as a manager? Yeah, I, I actually tell this to a lot of students. Um, well, honing in on the craft as a manager, it just takes time. Um, right. It, like, you know, it, it's reps, just like any good wrestler. It's it's reps, and I not only manage, I've managed so many guys over the years, mm-hmm. but also working events with different crowds and understanding, hey, what works in Philadelphia is not going to work in Florida. Right. What works in Florida is not going to work in Chicago or the Northeast. Right. Like, you know, and I have to understand that. But when it comes to just talking, um, two things I always did. I argued with the radio. Oh, that yeah. Way I'd, have, I'd have to be quick oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. they're not arguing with me. No. But I'm arguing with them. Right. So they would throw out a point, and I'd have to be so fast to throw that line out before they get to their next point. It, that's that's crazy. You know, a huge thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, so always arguing with the radio um, on long drives and things like that. And then just practicing, um, you know, getting in the ring and once again, seeing what works. I yeah. never, ever write down a promo. I will not memorize a promo. I can't mm-hmm. do that. Right. But if you give me a bullet point, I'll sit there and fixate on that bullet point until I get two or three others. And then I go out there and I give you something real as opposed to something that was written down for me. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it, that's all I got. It, like, but I, I tell young yeah. wrestlers all the time, argue with the radio. And that's actually an old Killer Kowalski thing. Oh, where yeah? he would always he would always teach students um, of his if you want to cut a good promo argue with the radio so that way you could be quick on your comebacks and you know I love what's called presence where mm-hmm. the there's some a hole in the crowd that's gonna say one thing yep and I love being able to stop <laughs> give that rough. person. Yeah, it always is piece <laughs> of crap. <laughs> but I want to stop. I'll take it. Give them, uh, you know, like a clap. I want to clap back on them, and then go right back in because it's natural. You right. know, like mm-hmm. a comedian or someone mm-hmm. like that. If they get a heckler, they're not just going into their next bit. They're stopping. They're working. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of guys nowadays, they can't do that. They remember their promo and they go to the ring and do their promo. Yeah. It's not yeah. real. I want interaction. I want. I want them to – nobody would go to a wrestling show to see a guy that looks like me. But right. when they leave, I want to be the part of the show that they remember the most. Absolutely. And I will do that every time. Every time. Yeah, and I mean that's – you know, that that's why Dave Meltzer said you were one of the best. Although Anywhere. I will say, 
Well, anyway, I, I will say that there are the rumors have not been substantiated that Dave Meltzer will call anybody the best anything for two hundred dollars and a smoked brisket. But, <laughs> well, there's, not there's for no nothing. To those <laughs> not for nothing. There you go. <laughs> that was just a tweet that Dave Meltzer wrote. Um, but the tweet was one of the best promo guys anywhere. There was no context <laughs> to that damn tweet anywhere. And I'm like, who's he talking about? Oh, he's talking me. about me. Of course. Yeah, right. of course. Me. So right. of course. it's now in there. Right. And you could go back and find that tweet somewhere. It's about no one. Um, well, it's, listen. it's about me. No, no, no listen. It's not about no way. It's about, about you. Now. It's about the yeah. king of Lehigh it's Valley. Me. It's about Sidney Bacabell. Exactly mm-hmm. what it's there about. There we go. That's right. It's about me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, so what are your what are your some of your uh, favorite moments that uh, you've you've been a part of in your uh, in your illustrious and storied career? Mm-hmm. There's so many, um, you know, one that Max Smashmaster and I still talk about to this day was the first time the uh, my my uh, hair system came off. Oh, geez. and at the ECW <clears throat> arena and we had built like to the point where people sort of forgot. It wasn't real. So, because nice. no one ever touched nice. it. No, I would tell everyone, and this was two years, I want to say, don't touch, don't touch the hair. Like, let the right. hair, it, we know what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's not make mention of it. What, and then it was you? the finish of the tag team title match um, where I get up on the apron and Mr. Touchdown grabs the manager by the hair and he's cocking mm-hmm. back. And I just hop down. <laughs> and he's holding the hair right there. Awesome. And they go, the crowd exploded when that I'm sure they hair did. came off. And like, they were horrified. <laughs> they were like, oh my God. Like, we, they forgot <laughs> they that forgot it wasn't exactly. real. Yeah. <laughs> and it Brilliant. got them. Like, That's it was awesome. amazing. Um, <clears throat> you know, that I just, I don't know. I love seeing these young guys now working with them and then seeing their first matches or seeing them on TV in a preliminary mm-hmm. match. I love that stuff. That's right. what I get the most satisfaction out of. And not for nothing, coming home with thousands of dollars every weekend. That, that's something I, that, you know what? Always that's my plus. best moment. My best <laughs> moment was last weekend with the amount of money that I walked home with. I couldn't <laughs> believe it myself. Like it was, it was good. And that's why I do it. I don't do it because I love wrestling anymore. I do it because I'm making good coin. See, like that's why see, I do that's, it. There you go. When that's, I asked you that question, I figured that the response was going to be the pay window. Next question. Yes. No, the next question. Yeah. Right. Well, right. you got to give them something. I mean, you yeah. got to give the people what they want, exactly. right? Exactly. So right. They, they, these podcasts, they're all the same now. You give them a little story, and then you go back into the gimmick. You give them a little something real, back into the gimmick. And right. it's all, it, it's a, for everything I do is a formula now. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of formula, you got to, we got to break down this story here. You are a former two-time hall of famer yeah and i have to know we have to know why former yeah i i mean i can't talk about it in depth because of the ndas of course but of course but let's just say that captain lou albano was a damn stooge and um you know there was a lot going on with him 
that had to do with a Cadillac, Don Morocco, three pounds of cocaine, Lou Albano, and Linda McMahon in a bikini. That's all I could say. <laughs> That's it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's it. That's that it. You so use your words. imagination. Just thrown at and me in one shot, man. Jesus. Lord Littlebrook was around. I'm telling you, there, there's a you know, lot going on. Okay. I was in in preparation for this story because uh, I, I think I've heard bits and pieces of that before. So in preparation for this story, I did a little research and I found out Captain Lou Albano's uh, lawyer sent out a tweet that said that. Uh, Jake Roberts' wife was the only one that's not under an NDA, so we may hear the story at some point. Oh, yep. see, there you go. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I it hope may so. see the light of day. It may actually see the light of day, other than this podcast. It may actually yes. see the light of day. You just know, do and with, when it does, do with it what you will. All those names and information, just put it together yeah. yourself. And you make your own story. It's <laughs> exactly. like a Mad Libs. Make your my, own story. <laughs> my <laughs> career is a Mad Lib. I, I feel bad for Lord Littlebrook. He <clears throat> was the victim in all of this, to be honest. But, mm-hmm. you know. You know what? Poor guy. People like Lord Littlebrook are God's little punchline. So it's fine. Don't <laughs> it's worry fine. about it. You it's know, fine. guys like Littlebrook, Beaver, <laughs> Haiti Kid, uh, Little Tokyo, uh, mm-hmm. Sky Low Low. They're God's little punchlines. We don't worry about them. They're always happy. There's always carnival music going wherever they're. Lou Thez would never be on a card with Lord Littlebrook, that's for sure. Right, right. Well, listen, from from Lou Thez's mouth to God's ears. All right. Yep. So you mentioned, uh, you know, a little bit about, you know, being a fan of, of wrestling growing up. How did you, how did you discover pro wrestling and, and what were some, of, who were some of your favorites to watch? You know, some of my favorite wrestlers to watch when I was, at, I loved Yukon Moose Cholak. Oh, wow. He would, he would Woo. come to the ring with this big moose head on right. his head. He couldn't get in the ring. The guy, and then he takes the moose head off and he can't move anyways like the guy oh, no. was. But I loved good old Yukon Moose Chola. Right. And then, you know, there were, I loved Scrap Iron Gadaski up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I loved the, uh, you know, I, I loved Kenny Sodbuster J. There was nobody Some wild better. wild names, man. Some uh, wild names. Vern Gagne. <laughs> essentially I, I think he would ask the wrestlers hey what's your real job and what's your real name okay that's it jake milliman oh you're a milkman you're jake the milkman milliman oh <laughs> sodbuster, huh so you do landscaping yeah yeah do land. you're kenny the Sodbuster J. I i like, love that's it. it i love that's it, it. Yeah. buck zoomhoff what do you do i do nothing but i listen to the radio you're right. rock and roll buck zoomhoff you know like that's it sure. that's, that's it. too good i love it <laughs> yes that was Vern Ganya making stars oh, that's how simple it was back then simple just that's to the it. point. Oh, right. Man. That's it. And then I also loved, um, I really loved Wayne Ferris, uh, Honky. I, right. I've i never seen anyone get heat like that man. And I was always oh, drawn in. Right. Yeah, nobody got heat like him. No. I was always drawn into the larger than life guys too. So like mm-hmm. Haystacks Calhoun, oh, Andre, yeah. like mm-hmm. these monsters I just loved because no one looked like them. They were... They were stars, nope. like you know they they get out at a truck stop and everybody's looking at them, okay? Like right. everybody's like, "What the hell is that?" Absolutely, 
So was there a specific oh. manager or wrestler that you watched when you were younger that made you decide that this is something that you wanted to pursue? Yeah, Bobby Davis. Bobby there Davis. Nobody go back. I used to so before <laughs> Bobby Davis died, I used to talk to Bobby Davis every Thursday uh when I was taking out the trash. Um and let the story of me finding Bobby Davis could be one of those Netflix specials, finding oh, Bobby really? Davis. Oh yeah. It was <laughs> it was a lot of um cold calls, investigative oh, wow. you know, work. It was a lot. And then I finally got a hold of his wife, who I didn't even know was his wife. Oh like, geez. I thought it I actually thought it was his daughter. But oh, wow. oh, okay. you know, it was it was actually his wife, right? And we would t- and she vetted me, so she called me first to make sure I wasn't a goof, and yeah. then, sure. right. like, of course. the next day, I get a call from Bobby Davis, and we became friends. Like, there you he go. Would tell me, <laughs> and I would ask him, I would ask him the questions, like you know, tell me about the Madison Square Garden riot, like you right. were in the riot. You were the reason wrestling was banned in Madison Square Garden with the Graham brothers for three years. Jeez. What happened? Like, who Jeez. was in on it? Who wasn't? Um, he would tell yeah. me Buddy Rogers stories. He would tell me Dr. Jerry. There was no one that could tell Dr. Jerry Graham stories three years ago because all those people were gone. Bobby Davis was able to tell me. So, mm-hmm. and... He was the first real heel manager, too. Like, he was, mm-hmm. like, he would go out there and cut the promos and get heat. There were always a lot of seconds, but Bobby told me, I don't know how true this is because he did indulge things. He was an older guy, mm-hmm. but he did say that he was the first licensed manager in New York State. So, um, and he also opened up the First three Wendy's restaurants in California. Oh, wow. So the guy, yeah, he got out <laughs> of wrestling go. and got go. into um, <laughs> got into fast food. And then when I'm putting the timelines together, because I always want to see what's bullshit and what's real. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Putting the timelines together, there's actually video of Bobby Davis doing commentary, horribly, by the way, for Vince Jr. Ooh. in California in the early 80s so like wow it wow. it does match up like when the first wendy's opened up out there um he was doing commentary around that time so yeah That's crazy. He, yeah yeah but he would also break down like getting heat for me and things like that he's like you know uh he said that he doesn't watch wrestling anymore and he mm-hmm. stopped watching it during the attitude era but he would you know, watch these guys and they would just go out there for pops. And he's right. like, if you get eight pops, they're not going to remember the second one. Mm-hmm. Why not just get one? So that way they remember it. And that was something that always mm. stood out to me. Um, you know, I always love Jimmy Hart. I think Jimmy Hart is one of the unsung heroes of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he made as a manager, he made more money than everyone else. Oh, because yeah. of the music as well. For um, sure. I always mm-hmm. I always tell people, hey, find what you're good at and do both. Because if the wrestling's not making money, maybe you're good at video editing or something like that. You know, yeah. Jimmy Hart made right. more money. And he made a lot of money as a manager, too. But he made more money from the music. And he still gets checks to this day. Oh, yeah. So wow. I always... 
I always love Jimmy Hart. Um, I like Heenan. Like those guys are, yeah, they're great. I like Cornette. I think Cornette is great. It, and Cornette, he's one of those links to the past right. where he he was in the crowds when he was a kid and he can tell you and he kept records which is something i've never done that's crazy yeah going back to hearing how many people were at the louisville gardens in 1984 and what the house and what the gate was and what his payout was that's so fascinating to me he's the only guy that did that so i love it that's nuts yeah so uh looking at sort of the wrestling of today i know you know uh the the bacabella empire takes a lot of your time to oh yeah to, to manage oh, yeah. and run but oh yeah uh, you know do you do you keep up with any of the uh current wrestling product out there now no no, no. i don't watch nope. <laughs> i'll be completely honest with you yep. i don't watch for. any exactly any television on or any wrestling on television Mm-hmm. Except for when Orange Cassidy's wrestling, because he's my because friend. he's so good. Yeah, he's the he's best one person that they wrestling. crapped on when he first signed to AEW, and now yep. look at him. He is yeah. like their top internet. He's their top face as well as top international champ. He's made that championship relevant. Oh, he's so good. He has um, relevant. Like, and I don't know the stories. I don't know when I'll just watch the match, right? Because he reminds me. And I, I say this a lot, and people, like, there's, like, a wrestling MAGA cult that, you know, yeah. they, and it's, right. like, Jim Cornette. It's Jim right. Cornette. Right, I'll, yeah, I'll say yeah, it. exactly. But yeah. it's, like, wrestling MAGA, where wrestling has to be one way. If you yeah. sat down and watched a Orange Cassidy match, you would realize that he's the closest thing to a Ricky Morton in the early 80s. Like, oh, absolutely. he's the closest thing to a Ricky Martel. Right. He's the best baby face in wrestling. Right. I don't watch, I don't watch wrestling, but I will watch his stuff because mm-hmm. it reminds me of that baby face selling all the time. Right. The guy's so good. Um, so good. But I don't, I'll watch, I watch wrestling in clips. You know, like I'll watch yeah. wrestling in a 30 second clip and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't watch anything. I watch mm-hmm. old stuff. Um, I will always watch Memphis wrestling. That's my favorite wrestling. Um, and it's yeah. where I, it's where I <clears throat> steal the most stuff from. Like, I don't think that I could ever manage in Memphis because mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Oh, he's doing the Bill Dundee, or he's doing." <laughs> Whereas, right, if right. I take that anywhere else, it's like, yeah. "Wow, that guy's a genius." Right. Um, you know, but no, I just steal all my stuff from Memphis. Everybody yeah. thinks it's original, so it's good. Like, there we go. There you go. Yeah, there's, there's just, I mean, there's just <laughs> so much wrestling out there. We talk about this there, all the yeah, time. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Just so much yeah, to keep up too much. with. So and, many options. Um. Yeah. My my wife is my wife is also a huge Orange Cassidy fan. We actually mm-hmm. have a picture uh, of the two of us with Orange Cassidy hanging in our living room from uh, Real Rumble at the Mahoney nice. Drive-in with right. the LVAC. Um, yes, but yeah, I was I don't know what I was. I think we were recording. Where were we recording? I was doing something um, in in the studio here. And I came downstairs and Dynamite was on, and my wife was like, "I just turned the TV on." And Orange Cassidy was on, so I paused it till you came down. So nice. we sat there, right. watched Orange nice. Cassidy, and then Perfect. we watched something else. 
Nice. That's she's, great. Yeah. She That's yeah. she's not a she's not a huge wrestling fan, but she does like going she's to indie there. shows. Cuz she, you know, we're we're going to WrestleMania this year, which is one thing, but she very much likes the indie shows more than even like watching the the big companies on TV cuz she yeah. just I think she I think she feels the interaction more. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, it's uh, more it's... intimate. There's oh, yeah, more of a connection. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a bond on there. In, with independent wrestling. You're mm-hmm. working for the crowd. Mm-hmm. With the wrestling on TV, they're working for a camera. They're working for one thing. Mm-hmm. They don't know the reaction that they're getting from that thing that is shooting at them. Right. That yeah. that inanimate object that's sitting there shooting them. Mm-hmm. Whereas independent wrestling, I can feel the crowd. And that's another thing that sets me apart is a lot of guys, they're going to call everything, every little move. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at one point I was listening to a guy call his match and he's like, and then I'm going to stop and I'm going to look at the crowd. Just do that. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Right. Just do it. Why do you have to call that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, It was like there was a guy, um, Armando Estrada. Armando Estrada one time. Loved him. He's great, right? But. (laughs) He was from that Vince Jr. Um, you know system, so we did a promo together, and he's like, you know, and then I'm gonna go, ha ha ha. I'm like, don't tell me what you're gonna say. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm gonna say. Like, just do it. That's awesome. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> just go. Just go. And I feel bad for guys, and a lot of guys just don't promo with me. Um, because they'll be like, oh, what do you want to do? And I'm like, what's the point of this? Okay, let's go get there. They yeah. can't do that. They want, they want to know what I'm going to say. And I'm like, want, I, I play by play. You. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. do that. Um, I have to go out there. I have to feel the crowd. I have to mm. feel the tension between us. Like there's so much that I do in 10 seconds in the ring. Like I'm right. reading everything and then you're going to get my reaction but i know where we have to go mm-hmm. and we're gonna get there but i can't plan how we're gonna get there like i could pee myself right take my pants off and then we'll get there like <laughs> right that, oh boy you're right yeah so i've done it before i have peed my pants on camera oh my god and yeah and the thing is i and here's how you here's how i could prove that mm. i don't know what i'm going to do I drove home in my pee pants that oh night my God. because Jesus. I didn't have another change of clothes. <laughs> you had so no plan. Like, you had no, no plan. <laughs> I'm like, so they announced that I was going to wrestle Bryce Donovan the next week. Oh, geez. And Bryce Donovan's a big guy, 6'5". Oh, yeah. Big dude. Big, big dude. And when they're like, so, you know, that's what we're going to do. And I'm like, what would I do? And then I pissed myself. <laughs> and that was it. Like the only thing I knew That's was I good. can't piss I can't piss in the ring because I don't want the other wrestlers to roll rolling no, around no, in my no, urine. No, no, no. But yeah. And then I get home and my 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 beautiful wife, she's like, Oh, what'd you do tonight? I'm like, I peed myself. I peed my pants. <laughs> yeah. And this woman this woman is married to me. And she's got a she's got an elderly gentleman pissing himself. She didn't sign up for this. No. No. She's oh, a saint. That's great. All right. Wow. Before we get into the main event, we do have our very first exclusive VIP member question on our Patreon. Shout out to New York Jets sports fan who asked you 
Why don't you go by Joey Eastman anymore? What do you mean I don't go by? I'm not Joey Eastman. A lot of people have said this. Let me let me explain something. Break I it down for not. us. I knew something was I, up. Break it down for us. Joey Eastman is a drug addict sex pest that's an alcoholic, and I think he died two years ago. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. I don't, okay. I don't have anything. And I hope it was a fiery death and a oh, lonely God. death. Oh, my God. All right? Joey <laughs> Eastman's a piece of crap. Joey Eastman would go out there and just do all this, all this stupid stuff. I don't do that. All right. I'm not right. him. He's not me. I actually right. have talent. Joey Eastman, he couldn't find talent in, uh, no matter what he did. The guy oh my was, God. he was crap. I really hope that, sounds terrible. that, terrible. that he is the worst manager of the 2000s. Um, just Damn. horrendous. I want nothing to do with him. And when people say that, <laughs> I look at him and I'm like, you don't understand wrestling, do you? You're an idiot. So Jets fan. You don't understand football either if you're a Jets fan, by the way. Oh, All right. No. I'm just going to say it. Oh, because, no. Yeah. Hey, how did Aaron Rodgers work out for you, you know? Oh, no. My God. Oh, my God. And, that, and that's a, that's but, a double uh, shot from a Bears We fan. just lost a member. Ralph, that's it. We just lost it. <laughs> Yeah, Look, good, I, good. We don't want you, Jets fan. Go give your money to, to the lost, Jets Alcoholic the member, Anonymous. It. Yeah, he's gone. He, Go to hell. Go to uh, hell. So as as a disclaimer, the opinions expressed in this podcast by one Sydney Bacabella are not the opinions are, of the management. They're, they're everyone's opinion. Everyone's thinking it. No, I'm the only one that's going to say it, though, all right? You're garbage. They think that. They think it right now. That's, but that's I'll not, say it. Yeah. Uh, no. It's that's true. Not no. True. Yep. Listen, no. Yep. Do, not, do not take your money elsewhere. Uh, Joey Eastman, if you're listening, we'll take your money, too, we'll if take you're, your still money. <laughs> you're still alive. Uh, Joey please, Eastman's please, living in a homeless shelter. He, listen. He's living if, in a soup kitchen. Oh, if, no. Listen, if the person... Listen, if if you're out there and you've got like a little bucket or a hat or oh. something, and you get some change in there, we'll we'll take that too. We'll make a we'll make a Joey Eastman tier. Joey Eastman fund, the right? There we go. Right. Just... If you could get Joey Eastman and Sydney Bacabella on the same podcast, because I'd love to debate him. He runs from me. He always runs from me. He'll never always ducking you. We gotta work yeah, on that. Always. Yeah, we're gonna work on that. As soon as this is over, we're gonna reach out to Joey and see. Because uh, I'm sure you guys to talk. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's got his. So, you know what? He's probably hanging out with Dan Champion. Probably. Oh, probably. He's probably <laughs> got a Dan right. Champion tie dye shirt. Probably you know, scamming people for dryers for the homeless. <laughs> Who needs a what homeless? <laughs> you go up to a homeless person and you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, you're pissing right. me off about the damn Dan Champion thing. You go up to a homeless person and you say, "Hey, do you want a dryer?" Or do you want a meal? The homeless person's going to take the meal. They're right. not. How are they going right. to put a dryer in their shopping cart and wheel that around? What <laughs> good is that? They don't have electricity. Dan Champion is a liar. And then nobody sees wow. it. Oh. Well, listen. Oh, my uh, God. Hope, hopefully after today, some people are going to see it. Uh, oh, boy. That's. Yeah. I don't even. You don't say. You don't see them holding a sign, will work for dryers, do you? No. They right. food. Give them food. Well, I listen, maybe maybe they just never thought a dryer was possible. Right. I mean, they could right. be, you know, just it's disillusioned not, about the whole thing. Well. It's not possible. <laughs> what are they gonna so, where are they gonna plug it into? So what do, do they think, what do you think Dan uh, did with the dryer? Do you think he's got it at home? 
Like, he stole the money and went to the strip club. Oh, That's what no, Dan did no, with it. No. Oh, oh no. you can't say strip anymore. You can't say no, club. Can. Which no, one? You can. no, you're good. No, you yeah, can. You're That's good. where he went. Um, I will throw good. out wild accusations. Okay. <laughs> I will throw them out. Throw them out there. Poor, oh, all right. What's let's, let's segue, Rob? I think I think it's time to all segue right. into. It's uh, time to go to the Cindy Bacabella's main event. Let's go. Let's go. Well, this has been been a wild dumpster fire of an (laughs) episode. This has been a wild episode. To to round out the the wild dumpster fire that this is. You wanted it. You wanted me. On a Sunday in a Absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth it. Absolutely. I think I told the captain too. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a wild ride. Okay, there's a lot. Yeah. I got a big brain, and a big lot brain. just comes out. When right. he, when he oh. told me this was going to be Toad's wild ride, I was very disillusioned about what he meant. Toad's but... wild ride. Exactly. Oh yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So he gave us top five moments of uh, of Chikara. Ralph's Ooh, a fan. I'm a fan. I'm so We've been excited. saying it on this show since the beginning. So let's go. Number five, what do you got for us? Ooh, here it comes. For me? You want me to say oh, it? Th- this oh, is yeah, you, yeah. baby. We're, this is this your is list. This is all your oh, top five. This is all you. This is your top five. Yep. This is so, your top five. Yeah, sure, sure. My, all right. It's got to be the number five has got to be when Mr. Touchdown killed the bird uh, in Chicago. Oh, when no. he put oh, – no. he took – he took uh, the mysterious and handsome stranger's bird, put it in a bag, and just <laughs> killed the bird. Oh, my God. Oh. Ralph, you were there for that one, probably. I, I, was, I was not, but oh, man. That's oof. Oh man! Yeah, uh, like, so, oh boy, you're start you're starting off with a banger. There, starting buddy. off, starting off hot. Um, starting off hot. And so, you know, that's a testament to Chikara that it was a fake bird. Oh, it I mean, was of course. Not, it was not a real bird. But when that bird died, that crowd just—they uh, were in shock. Lost that the their bird minds. Died. <laughs> Insane. So that. To me is number five number four the baseball game that was played between 10 people in nashua new hampshire and it was like dasher hatfield of course it was mr touchdown they played a full invisible baseball game in the middle of a match (laughs) oh wow (laughs) and it was incredible that's awesome one of the greatest things i'd ever seen right um You know, number three has got to be when Dragon Dragon died by oh, Oleg the Usurper. Right. Were you right. there for That's, that? Were oh. you there for that one? I, I was I was not there for that one. Um, but wow. I mean I, I, yeah. Um, Shockwaves. The, the whole the whole Shockwaves yeah. isn't the word for it. Um Yeah. The whole the whole Dragon Dragon thing was just incredible from the beginning and I mean, just just to know what you're watching, what you're sitting there watching, you know, a giant, you know, man. So I'll (laughs) I'll break the fourth wall, okay? Because Chikara's dead and not coming back. Yep. Right. So that wasn't supposed to happen. 
No. That? No, no, no. <laughs> no one's supposed that, to happen. No. So it was so genius. And I won't, I'll never tell who was in the, right. in the actual dragon outfit. Right, right. Sure. But he was smart because when he felt the head go flying, he put his head in the body. Love so it. that way it Love didn't it. have a head. Right. Yeah. It was oh. just right. genius. Um, I loved it. Yeah. And Love then that. so number two, this is a personal one for me. It was when DevCorp won King of Trios. Nice. Um, yes. That's a good one. You know, that's a good one. That mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, no one really expected it. They expected the golden trio to win again, I believe it was. And that weekend was the Bacabella weekend because Jaka and Oleg won the tag gauntlet. Like, right. there mm-hmm. was it, it, that was just the coolest weekend. And that was where Mike knew that he could trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was the Bacabella show that weekend. I don't even know what year that was, but it was a, it was a great weekend. Um, and then number one, yeah. and this is actually. From Mike Quackenbush himself, that he oh, wow. said the greatest moment in Chikara was when Oleg killed Sidney Bacabella. He oh, wow. That, oh, wow. Okay. The emotion, yeah. the reaction, he said wow. he had never seen anything like that. <laughs> that was really cool. I personally, you know, a, a, a tie for me was when the doors opened up and the DeLorean came into oh, right. the yes. right. Eastern. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> I, would, I would I would put that right, right up there with uh, I believe it was during Top Banana when Mike Quackenbush was standing in the ring and he was talking about the Chikara yearbook and the yeah. lights go out and the lights come back on and Archie's standing right there. Like, yes, it, it, for right. Me, for right. me, the whole the whole time travel stuff with, you know. Archie and and 2.0 and all that time travel stuff for me that that was probably my favorite stuff that they've ever done because it was just you know the thing about Chikara at least for me uh and and this is something that I really appreciate in watching an indie company is that they nothing they ever did was wasted no everything that they did meant something it meant something down the line yeah um you know there's all these great moments that you know you you might wait a couple of years for a payoff but that payoff is so great uh, mm-hmm. because it's just they never forget anything the, no. the history yeah. of chikara it it plays so well together um mm-hmm. you know no I, I kind of, no 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 yeah. and wasn't there and one loose end of, though ralph well i there there is one loose end that i know of that right was, and unfortunately <laughs> i think that because the company went out is why we never forgot to find out what happened but if you remember after the season finale when we see the i think we might have lost drop for Uh-oh. a second uh, he okay. got so excited about Chikara. He got so excited that, uh, about Chikara. Listen. His internet connect. Listen. It's Listen. Mike Quackenbush. He's like, oh my it's God. Mike. They're talking it's about Mike. Chikara and they're not paying me. And he cut his internet. He just cut, cut his internet. Just Mike cut him Quackenbush, you cheap bastard. Let the guy get a thought uh, out. Jesus. You know hey, there you go. We're back. We so, got him. That was all Mike's fault. That was all so, Mike's fault. That I, um, I, yeah, I. 
listen, um, there's there's a there's a voice message on my phone. I believe it's from Mike Quackenbush, and it's just laughing. From Mike. Um, you know. <laughs> so it's just laughter. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. No, so um, there is there is one loose end uh, at at the season finale when we see the cut uh, the post credit scene and we see uh thunderfrog go to smash the eye of tear with the hammer it cuts to black before he smashes it so we never actually see the destruction right. of the eye of tear so we never see it's, it it's it's out there somewhere mm-hmm. and i'm just i'm i'm waiting for the day because it would not it would not surprise me if we see the eye of tear show up somewhere again it would not surprise me i feel <laughs> like uh, why, why not I feel like there's some ultimate connections in there. I have a, I have a whole long theory about it that I still think Ultramanus has it. Uh, I have a whole mm. long theory, but um, mm. that was the one thing for me that like I always wanted to know because <laughs> I always had it in the back of my head like it was never fully destroyed. Well, right. Well. I'll spoil everything for you. Oh, okay. Shay McCoy, Please do. Go right Shay ahead. McCoy Go ahead. <laughs> actually donated it to Dan Champion for the dryer thing. Oh. So now the Eye of the Tear is in a homeless shelter yep, in, it's um, gone. in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's gone forever. It's gone forever. That's it. It's done. <laughs> Listen, don't don't tell me that because you'll, you'll be seeing you'll be seeing very He will soon find it. He will find a special it. episode of the Opinion City podcast entitled The Search for the Eye. He will find uh, it. I I so right. I can tell you that it's out there. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. There um, you go. You know, and then right another, I've been another great moment. Time, so. uh, another great moment I just thought yes. of when you yes. said Mike Quackenbush just left you a voicemail laughing. <laughs> no one knows this one because it was it was on the phone with me. But yeah. it was about midnight one night. And we were trying to come up with names for the third Devastation Corporation member. So okay. it was Max Smash Master, Blaster McMassive, and then there was a, f- <laughs> we knew it was going to be Sean Burke, but mm-hmm. he needed a name, a Devastation Corporation name. Right. And I'll never forget the scream of joy when I just blurt out, Flex Thunder Crunch. <laughs> and Mike goes crazy. <laughs> Like it was like he oh. just won the lottery and slept with his first girl. Like That's it was amazing. And then over time it becomes, you know, rumble crunch because there was a thunder frog. Right. But, right. Yeah. The joy that he had. And then also another Mike used to call me up late at night. I don't know if Mike was a drinker. I don't know. I I never had a personal relationship with Mike right. outside yeah. of wrestling. But he called me up and he said, how hard do you think it would be for you to track down one of those flame breathing cars that Mm -hmm. you see at monster truck shows? And I'm like, impossible, because I don't know anyone (laughs) with a fire breathing car. He wanted to put right right. (laughs) on the return after the shutdown. Mike wanted in the parking lot of the Easton Rexplex, Rexplex, I don't know about permits or anything else, but he wanted one of those fire-breathing cars (laughs) in the parking lot destroying something. (laughs) The man was insane. So, and I love it. 
I love the man. So yeah. because of that brain, Insane he's great. In a good way. Oh, yes. That's perfect. Yes. Oh, that's, that's great. That's incredible, man. Oh, um, uh, well. Jeez. Before we get out of here, why don't we get into some uh, upcoming events, Ralph? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> So, uh, Mr. Bacabella, King of the Lehigh Valley. Yes, what the King. Have, what have you got coming up? Where can people well, see you? Where can people find you? You want to give out your home address? We'll come for a barbecue. So, that's probably the hardest question you're going to ask me. Because uh-huh. I don't handle my dates. Oh, really? Um, oh, that's right. Okay. Wait, do right, I, do right. I, should I have gotten Channing Thomas on the show? Yeah, yes. Channing Thomas. Ask him. <laughs> Channing Thomas actually knows where I'm going to be. Um, I'm pretty sure this weekend I'm at Wrestling Open on Thursday. I there think. I don't even. He'll text me on Wednesday. Hey, you got to be there at five. I'm old and insane, so <laughs> I don't. I don't do any. Um, I don't know. I know we have a limitless date this month. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where I, would, I am. I, I would honest. I would honestly tell people that you know they could follow your Twitter to find out, but that's yeah. not going to help. Nope. But I, yeah. No. Nope, because I don't tweet. I don't maybe, tweet. I tweet maybe, stupid shit. I don't tweet yeah, about maybe, shows. Right. Maybe follow Channing Thomas's. Yeah. Follow Channing Thomas. Yeah. And ask him more about about Louisville. Oh, ask him. Yeah. Yes. Follow See, Channing Thomas on Twitter because I don't know anything. I just <laughs> show up. And then there's like, oh, yeah. these promoters, uh, there's a promoter down in Georgia that, you know, is bringing us in. And he's like, well, how do I get you down here? I'm like, I need a flight. I need this. Right. Like, I need things. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sitting in a car. Like, Right. And he's like, okay, how do we go about doing it? Uh, reach out to Channing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Talk to Channing. I'm not. Yes. Yeah, don't talk to me. Don't it's the reverse yeah. manager. Exactly. It's, it's the reverse That's manager. You're like his manager, Channing, but he's also your yes. manager at the same time. He's my handler. <laughs> like you don't understand how many times Channing Thomas has like uh-huh. saved lives because I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm just going. Channing Thomas is a genius. He's not only a great athlete. But he's a genius and he's a very smart kid that I trust to help me in life because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I can't do anything. <laughs> I am I'm useless. If you want to know where I am, follow Channing follow Thomas. Channing. We're we're at Dreamwave <laughs> this year in Chicago. Like yeah. um, but there's Beyond Wrestling, there's <clears throat> live pro wrestling, um, there's Pro Wrestling Super Show. Limitless wrestling, wrestling open. It's a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. Uh, yeah. A lot of wrestling. <laughs> and there, he actually texted me. Let me read the text to you. Oh, oh, here we go. Hold on, hold on uh, here. This is an exclusive this is here. Exclusive. It was a City funny text, text yesterday. <laughs> so, this is how I get booked. So, dude that booked me in Connecticut wants you to come through as well, March first. Okay, I'm in. He pays, right? Yes, and then he he goes over my pay and everything else with me. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, like let's uh, whatever. Yeah, sure, you let's know go. Where, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Like, that's how to book me. If you're a promoter uh. wanting to run a wrestling show, that's that's how it's done. Like, there's <laughs> there's nothing official. That you, you reach out to Channing. He he tells me where to go. The only dates that I will never take a booking on are March 31st and June 21st. Or June 24th. I'm sorry. June 24th. That's my wife's birthday. And actually, I took a booking this year on June 24th. But oh, it was geez. a 2 o'clock. It was a two o'clock in the afternoon booking. Okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah, and okay, she was there. Okay, yeah, all right, but March thirty right. first, awesome. I won't take a booking on, um, and then June twenty fourth. That's it. Anything else? All right. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm good. I, 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 I gotta say, <clears throat> after the after the episode we had, that upcoming event segment lived up. It was right, <laughs> right, right, right up there. Everything. Right, up right there. with everything. You, yeah. I don't know a thing. I don't know. I, you're lucky <laughs> I was able to get the technology working. Like, I, I had Jerry right. Thomas ready. Just in time, I was time ready to too. dial him. Just yeah. in time, too. Yeah, I, I was. I was late. I I was late. I was drunk. I smelled like you know, but I was here, right? You showed up. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. for us, we have uh, coming out Wednesday. This coming Wednesday, episode two of Wrestling with Life. We talked to Virgil from the Mahoney Drive Theater. He is uh, he is the co-curator. He is the partner. He is the booker. We talked to him about all things Mahoney Drive in. The theater, mm-hmm. wrestling, all that good stuff. And then next week, we talk to Pancakes and Abby Jane as oh, well. Boo. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, no. Here we go again. Yep. Here we go. Yep. Here we go. How are you like going to follow me with those two? That they're going to put the people to sleep based oh, on no. this. Everybody's going to be oh, excited no. thinking, oh, it's going to be a Baca Bella-like episode. And then they get pancakes and Abby Jane. Oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> God, it's like Ambien for podcasts. <laughs> oh, well, boy. well, uh, let's see. I'm I'm glad we only decided to go over one week. Of yeah, one week is good. That's fine. Oh, give me the need... next one. I'll shit all over them. <laughs> no, I'll go no. off on everyone. Let's go. Yeah. All right, hang on, hang on, yeah. real quick. Let's go. Oh, real God. quick. Let's go. Thirty-eight. We got right. the outfielders: Shane McCoy and oh, Weber Hatfield. Oh, Jesus. Shay McCoy and Weber. Weber Hatfield. He's the youngest looking 70-year-old man I've ever seen. Oh my god. And after that, after that, I'm not gonna be here because I'm gonna be on the cruise, but then Ralph will be with co-host of the of the week, Sir William Avery Esquire, aka Billy Avery. Oh Bill Avery. Billy Avery chopping it up. (laughs) Jesus. I'm gonna skip ahead because you're probably not gonna know the next three, but I will skip ahead to episode 43. Shaza McKenzie. Oh my God. You know, you could have any, everyone in Australia is begging to do anything. And you pick the worst Australian that there is, Shaza McKenzie. I mean, what, 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 is there anyone else? I mean, oh, John Farnham wasn't available. I mean, yeah, this guy. Shazza McKenzie, Jesus! Hey, so, let me tell you about the, that. I do nothing. So, if anybody needs some podcasting equipment cheap, I have some because I don't think I'll be podcasting much longer. This might be uh, it. If you want to buy an actual <laughs> podcast, I can give you the graphics and everything. Um, I, I, you know, uh, yeah. I think this, this has been, been this, this has been great. This I mean, is, 
This is That's the show that cancels us right here. This is it. Go oh, on. Go, you know what? Cancel Go culture out on a exists. high note. Go out on a high note. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Listen, I I was gonna I was gonna tell you uh, it's it, well I mean uh, let the cat out of the bag now but uh, I mean we were just kidding about pancakes and Abby Jane. Our guest next week is actually Joey Eastman. So <laughs> there you oh! go. There you oh, go. It's, sex it's a, There you go. Oh. Yeah, there you go. And, it's Joey Eastman. And, uh, right. And, and yeah. So there you go. Uh, you know where that won't be coming from? 300 feet around any elementary school because he's not allowed, okay? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'll wow. say it. Piece <laughs> of crap. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a great episode. Uh, we have to thank our spectacular uh, guest today. Spectacular. The himself. The Huge. two-time former WWF <laughs> Hall of Famer and the now... Uh, the now crowned king of the league crowned the crowned king um, king the king can, baby uh you know check check uh check social media to see where you can see him next but not his uh yeah. <laughs> right and, not his no check the so, other guy who was the guys who, right not even on the podcast right yeah. check so, the other guys out uh, and, Do that. and we will we will say uh again thanks for thanks for joining us this week it's been thank you for uh, listening thank you for subscribing share that like button um, all that good stuff. Follow us everywhere. Tell yeah. a stranger. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your colleagues. Tell people you don't like because, you know, that's <laughs> right. apparently our, our theme today. <laughs> that's our MO. Tell somebody like. you don't like. Hey, yeah. Yeah. listen to Opinion City Podcast. Just do yes. it. And, of course, yes. this has been a Ben Frank Connection presentation. We will see you guys next time. This is also Ann here. You're listening to Opinion City Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Happy trails to you till we meet again. Yeah, thanks for watching this presentation. Like. Sure, and subscribe for more. <laughs>